Hello, everyone. So this is Heisan Cares podcast program brought to you by Heisan and Christian. That's Hello, me. Hello, everyone. Yep, that's him. Nice to meet you. This is our first episode of this podcast. So I'm pretty sure everyone's new since it is a new program. Uh, this is a Heisan Cares podcast where we talk about anything and everything, and we'll see if anybody cares. That's the whole idea of this podcast right now so uh what we will be doing is we'll be bringing some topics that's been happening within the week or i don't know month or whatever we like in this podcast both me and christian will be talking about those topics either discussion or reviewing or those kind of things and even like trying to convince each other to try new things as well so those type of things and then at the end we'll decide if anybody cares by saying if everybody cares some people care i care i don't care and nobody cares uh anything to add christian well we're gonna rank them so we'll make sure that uh we can either anger the person if we don't care or you know get on their side if we actually you know care right with all that said um we'll be introducing ourselves actually since again the viewers or listeners actually won't understand who the heck is talking here and i just wanted to make sure everybody knows that so we'll be right got back it, got it so uh i'll be starting my introduction first then i'll give it to christian and then we'll kind of rumble into how me myself and christian kind of met to get the Yes. Hi. My name is Heisan. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you for asking. <laughs> yes. So I'll just. So I'm. I am a. Uh, I'm. I'm Japanese fully, actually, but I was actually born in the U.S. and raised in the U.S. So I'm kind of like fully. So American. Would Japanese that be? American. I. Would I consider you a Nisei in that case, or uh, are you more? Yes. Uh, well. Yeah, uh, of I an Issei. Probably an Issei, because my parents are from Japan, mm. and they came to U.S. and I was born. So I think I'm an Issei in this sense, yeah. Okay. But yes, so I'm pretty sure a few people may notice, I don't know, a Japanese accent kind of thing going on. I don't know. Hopefully not. I hope not. But either way, I actually I speak both Japanese it. and English. But... um. The reason I actually am able to speak both languages is the fact that I was, again, my parents are both Japanese and my house was literally Japan. Like everything I see was Japanese, like books, I read mangas, uh, TV was all Japanese and the music I listened was Japanese. And again, my parents are speaking Japanese and telling me to speak mm -hmm. Japanese. So most like, you know, in those sense, I was able to kind of keep my Japanese there. But then at the same time, uh, when I was in the college, um, I met a lot of Japanese uh, exchange students mm -hmm. and they were, Jap again, Japanese and I was talking to them and I was like, dude, Japan's cool, kind of that vibe from them. And I actually went to Japan to work, but then I came back here and I am in the U.S. right now. So that is, I don't know, that is kind of how I kind of keep my Japanese, I guess. I'm kind of related to a Japanese work as well, so I kind of use Japanese 
every day, so I still have my Japanese within me, so that's why I'm okay. here, I guess. Yep. And um, I actually, it's pretty interesting of how, like, I actually experienced when I was young how language could go away so quickly, I guess. Um, <clears throat> so when I was second grade, I was, uh, until then, I was like, again, all the education I got was in uh, America. What am I saying? America <laughs> in the US. And I was like, really. Um, advanced student of English language. Like when I was, I was in the advanced class when I was second grade. Actually, I'm pretty sure you're you're pr probably surprised, Christian, of that fact right now. But I was. And I feel like when kids are so young, they could soak any language. Right. Like a That's the thing. That's the thing. So when I was second grade, uh, I think middle of second grade, uh, I went to Japan for two months actually, for um, this um, family reason. And I was there for two months, uh, so I had to actually stay in Japan for two months, you know, go to their school and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. speak Japanese for the whole time. And of course, I was doing um, the English uh, homework too back mm -hmm. then. I don't, I don't know how my parents had it, but apparently they received it here or something. And I was still doing like English stuff. But when I got back, I wasn't advanced English. But then again, I come back. I started speaking. I guess I started speaking. I still remember that, but I was I was in front of the class saying, you know, hi everyone, kind of thing. But I mm -hmm. totally forgot English. Actually, I couldn't speak English, and mm -hmm. I was like, what am I doing? I don't know if I'm talking correctly. I don't even know like if I was like saying it correctly either. But I think my English was terrible. Like the class was literally looking at me like, what is he, what is he doing? Kind of look. Okay. It's pretty it's... interesting. And once the first day I got back, I was in the advanced class mm -hmm. of English. And then the next day I was in the ESL class, actually. So okay. that was pretty interesting. But the good portion of the fact is from that second grade of two months going into Japan, I learned so much math, like advanced math. From there on, on my math I shouldn't say math career, but like, you know, math education of being advanced math for the whole time started. So I guess there's a give or take right there. I, as a science major, I feel like education can hinder kids at an early age if they start thinking something is perhaps not their strength. So if you know you get graded a certain way and they you know decide you oh you're gonna be held back for some reason or placed further along, um, it can affect how a kid thinks about yes. themselves and of course you know their self-esteem and perhaps what they believe they can achieve or even do. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess I might as well just transition to introducing myself. Why not? Yes, who are you? So Christian, I'll just. Uh, start there i okay. was born actually on guam my par parents are filipino but i was born and raised on a small island in the pacific that's u.s territory so mm -hmm. uh somewhat like Puerto or exactly like puerto rico where um we have u.s citizenship i can't say that you can vote for anything other than the local government so we can't really have a say in a national election, like say for the president, but um, local uh, offices for sure. Um, 
our votes count there. I bring this up because uh, as a uh, person growing up on Guam, it's a small, small, very small uh, slice of uh, land. So mm -hmm. it's not too far until you reach the ocean. So I actually grew up being able to go to the beach quite quickly. Uh, on a drive, of course. It's not like I live right next door to a beach. There was a coconut tree in front of our yard. Uh, <laughs> I remember cool. that. There was no seasons other than uh, wet or dry. There's definitely a typhoon season. Earthquakes uh, are a thing. Right. Um, no snow? No snow. Natural oh. disasters, um, they prepare you. I mean, I, at an early age, learned to hide under my desk when the earthquake strikes and right. to always hunker down when the hurricane or typhoon is what um, we call those storms um, approaches mm -hmm. the island. Uh, it was a, um, it, it felt like we were always a week behind because we uh, didn't, I wouldn't say we had the internet until oh, that's uh, like the 1990s. We would have television shows right. a week later than the mainland. So wow. if you guys have, uh, live sports um i remembered watching wrestling a lot and we were always a week behind because they would always timestamp the wrestling shows or at least mention on the calendar like this match is coming up but every time you watch it on tv on the island it was always a week ago <laughs> so if we had the internet or if we you know had people who lived on the mainland they could totally spoil whatever's oh, coming up um, right, right, and right. then all the kids promotions. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you recall the? Do you recall the blockbuster promotions where there would be a certain uh, TV show or movie that would be coming out, and then you could have these um, at freebies. Uh, I don't know, like a hat or some like, trading cards or whatever. In the theater kind of thing, or yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember like Hey Arnold when that movie came out. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a promotion, but all the promotions were a week later for us <laughs> oh i see I so see. it felt like um we would get the material saying uh -huh. from this week to this week you know it'd be great but they would often have a sign on the blockbuster saying the correct dates for our set for our side of the world um uh -huh. it, growing up i i definitely felt american i definitely felt like i had uh you know this sense that i am part of the united states but mm -hmm. knowing that when the TV mentions a state like California or New York or um, mentions an ongoing event happening, um, we would always feel like we were separate, that we were just trying to, um, that we just got whatever was rebroadcasted as a rerun in that right, case. Right. There wasn't that much live mm -hmm. events other than whatever could be beamed by satellite. Um, and even then, uh, it would likely just be broadcast to uh, the people with those subscriptions or who ever attended like a large concert event. Uh -huh. Because then, you know, it makes sense for you, us to actually witness something that's happening live. Right. Um, that's I, so interesting. I grew up there until 2001. So I was mm -hmm. in middle school when I um, moved to uh, Illinois. Uh, mm -hmm. in the Chicagoland area. Um, that's when I first noticed like how big the U.S. was. I've, I've been to California a few times on vacation. Right. I've been to Hawaii, but mm -hmm. 
but those were the farthest I've ever gone until I moved with my family to Illinois. And it just was a, a very, I would say very tough feeling because I, I had a uh, Guam accent. And the, the way I would describe it is if you ever hear like a Pacific Islander speak, um, say from someone from Hawaii, I, I would say I definitely spoke with that kind of uh, cadence, that kind of accent. But because I moved to Midwest America, mm-hmm. it was quite uh, frustrating to have like kids like listen to me talk and they asked me, oh, why do you good. talk like that? So I would say I kind of had that same feeling that you had when you okay. came back from Japan and you were starting to speak English again. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, you were speaking a different language. I was speaking English, but I was speaking uh, a Guamanian accent form of English because that's all I knew growing up. Right, I wouldn't right. I wouldn't say I can I can mimic it or I can bring it out again because it's been such a long time for me to kind of wrap my head around how to speak like that. But whenever mm. I hear it, of course, I can instantly like tell you right away, oh, I, I know that accent, which which island are you from or which like I, I just met someone from Hawaii actually I'm on my oh, job. Really? Uh-huh. And the way he spoke, I kind of already knew, like, okay, this this person definitely grew up somewhere in the Pacific. So whenever I get the chance, I might just ask him. And straight up, he was from Hawaii, mm-hmm. and uh, he's living in the main. He's living in the Midwest. He's living in this uh, Chicagoland area that I'm in. And uh, yeah, I we just traded business cards. So I wouldn't say like he's now like a friend i mean he was just a contractor coming and going from my job but i was still able to tell who is from an island uh upbringing or not um wait so did uh, you lose your accent within that short time period moving here like Uh, after you moved here like yeah because again like i don't notice it so like since i met you Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't notice that. So I was just wondering, like, within that short time period, like, since you got to the U.S. until we met. Well, that's where I mentioned that how kids and their self-esteem comes into play mm-hmm. because when I you see. have a group of you know people around you just questioning and mm-hmm. wondering about you, you sometimes you know if they're not supportive, like like the group of friends I was around um, who definitely were making fun of each other. Um, uh, we Again, middle school kids uh, having to come from a <laughs> small island to the Midwest. It definitely, mm-hmm. I definitely felt like a fish out of water, literally yeah, in that sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, de- I had to kind of hear how Midwest accents or American accents are Mm-hmm. and just learn it on learn it and absorb it and take that in just to fit in so that's see, that's where it's that's where i feel like um yeah kids if they have the right so- level of self-esteem or if they have the right support you know they they can definitely like hold on to an identity or hold on to um some piece of themselves but when you know you're pressured to be a certain way or to act a certain way or to talk a certain way, it's it's hard to not mm. you know um, to not adjust without losing something or losing mm-hmm. a part mm-hmm. of yourself. So right. uh, yeah, I would say like middle school was rough, but then high school, uh, the year we met was 2003, yeah, uh, right, sophomore right. year, second year of Somewhere. high school. Yep, yep. 
So um, I think it was a mutual <laughs> friend. It was a mutual friend, yeah. Introducing both of us, and I wouldn't say like we didn't hit it off right away. Just we, I definitely. I don't think like, so. Yeah, I think we weren't like really like friends all at once at that moment. Mm -hmm. It's like I think it was gradually, um, kind of growing. Like, I guess like, like we had the same um interests, right? Right. We, we weren't even in the same classes. Nope, I don't nope. recall like one class with you. Yeah, because there was a program in our high school, and like you were in a certain program, and I wasn't. So, like we we're totally separate, and that equals that we don't like see each other in classes or anything. But that I think it was the study hall kind of thing that we were. Oh, we did share study hall. Yeah, that's that's where we actually met. Mm, so, and then that's the only time we actually. Can, well, I mean, you're not supposed to talk in study hall, but I guess we were still talking. <laughs> Um, well, if they and, don't enforce that rule, you know, don't, don't bother. Yeah, don't bother. Yeah, don't yeah, bother. We're studying in a way. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think yeah, that's the whole thing. Um, we didn't. Yeah, um, we definitely didn't like. We definitely hung out more after school because we were in the mm -hmm. same sports. You dragged right. me in to do us cross country. Right, right. That's uh, the thing. Running. I was gonna say that. Yeah, I dragged you in there. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, my first day i remembered uh there were a bunch of other new kids and so i thought okay just follow the new kids and then um i, re I recall our coach at the time mm -hmm. he mentioned that um i could be running with another group because i think one of the new kids was kind of like skipping meaning the way he ran oh. didn't wasn't he, he definitely was someone they kind of thought would just bounce as in this was still like early tryout mm. period where you know different kids can try out different sports whichever they feel like they want to try right go go with that um yeah i think i was encouraged to move on with the more serious <laughs> students because they kind of <laughs> felt like this new kid i remember that i remember that kid he definitely ran a certain way that looked funny and i felt okay. like that's what um that's that's the sign that the kid may not even stick around for that long for for the sport so yeah we definitely uh bonded over running you were faster mm -hmm. than me for sure oh, at yeah. the time <laughs> i I'm mean the thing is now. i think i i was doing it in freshman too and you didn't so i mean they're yeah, I right there when you haven't done sports until then yeah so which makes sense but yeah i think that was when we really like talked a lot and as you mentioned, like, I think sports, like after school sports, especially like you, you could bond with people like much more because you could, you don't. Oh, it was to... hell. We were running in like humid conditions. You were still okay. in the Chicagoland area too. So um, yep. for anyone not from the Midwest, summers are brutal. It oh, can yeah. get really muggy, really mm. humid. Yeah. So, I mean, we went through those kind of tough time together, I guess, in that sense. And I think, um, once we hit junior or senior, I think, um, and we all, oh yeah, yeah, we also were in the same, um, the driving chemistry class. class. Too. Oh, chemistry, driving okay, set. Yeah. <laughs> I almost crashed. Uh, <laughs> you did. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, driver said that'll be another story. That'll, that'll be another, another story. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I almost crashed. Talking. You're in the back seat. Anyway, I was in the back seat. Yeah, that's very darn scary. Then yeah. we had AP Chem, which is Advanced chem. Placement Chem for anyone right, who's right. unaware, uh, meaning we'll get college credit if we do mm -hmm. well. And so um, 
that AP Chem class actually helped me out with my university studies. Like I didn't have to go through Chem 101. Hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Awesome AP Chem teacher. I kept her notes. But those notes like kept me uh, sane through my college classes. The notes. Wow. Well, for chemistry, chemistry college oh, right, classes. Right, right. But yeah, so I mean, from there and on, like going on to college and to our actual like work careers, we just kept uh, connected. And I actually went away. Well, I mean, I was still in the Illinois area, but I went away for college. But once I got back, like we still kind of hung out and kept talking, even though like after after like, I think when I went to Japan, we kind of talked to, I guess, in that sense, but like not as frequent until until we decided to play Overwatch. I think that's when we kind of started to just hang out over the weekends over gaming and just yes. kind of bonded i would say like i'd say we caught up like once a year yes yeah, probably longest. but yeah. we we still kept communicating which was pretty personally me personally was amazed because you know i don't communicate well i think you're the one who's really good at it too so that's I? very helpful i don't I know do i communicate well, with the thing is I it's like whenever i go back to chicago list. area mm -hmm. i'll be like oh meet up with christian so oh, awesome know. all right I'm... so i think that was the whole point. all right I feel honored anyway yeah um but yeah. I, I, well if you want to like divulge into that you moved to japan for your job i was still in the u.s right. um this was after uh universities for both mm -hmm. of us we didn't go to the same university but we were still in the same state so mm -hmm. illinois um but separate universities right. so you get to go to japan you start working you get reassigned back to the u.s for your job yeah since because i could speak english mm -hmm. i think my job told me to my job my work or my employer told me to you know go to i think it was uh california back at the time told me mm -hmm. to go to california and i went back to california and um yeah i was there working well that was uh 2010 if i recall it, no 20, where, 2012, I think 2012. I moved back here. Gotcha. 2010, I know we both graduated. So I kind of was wondering, like, were you working while you were a student? And then I remember. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, I was not. Then, um, so 2012. And that's when I wasn't having much luck finding work in the U.S. That was definitely right. a few years after the recession. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't... Yeah. I mean, I found a few paying gigs. I definitely had a lot more volunteering experience and i volunteered with schools a lot thankfully that um tutoring experience in math and science uh helped me um when i got to apply to be an english teacher in japan so right. we trade we traded places uh, <laughs> right as right as i come back you went back to japan it's like, well what? i didn't go back to japan that would be my first oh, time yeah it's your first time <laughs> never mind yeah. to japan um yep. well it's not my first time i definitely had a layover once um growing up oh, uh but then that i want that's another topic anyway layovers uh expect that in the future um but i i moved to japan and i had studied japanese in high school uh thankfully one of our um uh experiences in high school was I got to learn Japanese and you were a Japanese speaker 
and oh, yeah. I don't want to incriminate myself, but I definitely felt like I had a hotline to someone who can help yeah. me in yeah. case I had I, a question. I helped a lot of you guys. I never got a full <laughs> A, I would like to say. I believe oh. the, the, the Japanese teacher understood how, uh, how um, close. I you. <laughs> pretty much. And so it felt like I could never get like 100% on any projects. She would always like bumping down to like a B plus, A minus situation. Oh. All because she kind of knew like I was getting help from someone. Mm. Um, so so I got I got the chance to teach English in Japan. I was an mm -hmm. assistant language teacher um, with the, I, I might as well say the Japan Exchange and Teaching Program, JET program. <laughs> so it was a very small town called Imabari in Ehime Prefecture. I was placed there uh, for almost five years, 2012 until oh, wow. so summer, years. yeah, summer 2012 to spring 2017. So I got to pretty much um, live in Japan, work with uh, Japanese schools, teach. English to elementary until junior high school and um, I cherish those years I have lots of memories lots of pictures and I um, look fondly on that experience yeah. um, I wouldn't For say sure. I can speak Japanese fluently I can definitely understand yeah. it you at least um, taught them how to speak English which is much important then and I you did know, have a few students True, true. I, I did have a few students who were um, like you, somewhat, or they lived in another country. Um, uh, one was American, right. another was British. Mm -hmm. uh, they had um, relatives in Japan. And so every um, now and then, I, I wouldn't say I saw them every year, but every few, it, it felt like um, in my time there, there would be an exchange student and they would often have the exchange student interact with me in front mm -hmm. of the class and the students would just be amazed of two fluent English speakers talking to each other. <laughs> nice. But um, I would often just encourage the students to really just, you know, learn whichever language you felt comfortable with right. in that setting. So if it was a Japanese school, I would encourage the I would definitely encourage the student, the, the exchange student, to have more of that immersion, that more um, immersive experience. And then right. when I was teaching, if they weren't shy, like I never uh, forced any exchange student to, you know, interact with me. Um, I would ask them to uh, just be an assistant because uh -huh. I would have my students learn English, but I, f I felt like if they had the exchange student with them, the exchange student could, you know, whisper the answer answers without mm, uh, without giving all the other students a chance. So sometimes I would just like kind of ask them to be more of my assistant, right. and maybe just walk around, help everyone. Don't don't be like a exclusively uh, with this group uh, situation where they can just turn to the exchange student and get the answers from them. No, mm. I, I kind of want I kind of wanted the exchange students that I worked with even though they were elementary school kids to have more of a um, teaching moment where they would help their friends their classmates with nice. um, whatever topic I brought up um, it was never difficult I feel like the Japanese uh, school system when I was there uh, English wasn't that much of importance until junior high school so for my elementary uh, kids uh, more fun and games but by the mm -hmm. time they're in junior high uh, definitely more study um, right. I, 
I would often create worksheets, help the teachers then um, get the kids to better understand grammar and vocabulary and how to um, enunciate. Uh, the Japanese accent um, is noticeable. Uh, with very noticeable, yeah. Students learning, and I would not like force them um, to like forcefully change their accent. I feel like English is so malleable since yeah. it's a mix of so many other languages it's that even having an yeah, accent yeah. should be should be actually uh accepted um i'm right. not the type that would say oh your english is horrible or your english sounds bad i no 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 no. i yeah i would say i applaud anyone learning another language and if you have an accent for it you know great you definitely yeah. are learning something while still holding on to a part of your history your culture yourself right. i mean so, the important portion is to, yeah important part is to be able to communicate rather than like how to be perfection on like how to pronounce each word and whatnot because you know any language i guess like you know before and after if you understand before and after the middle portion it kind of you know connects pretty easily too so like i noticed like people like who's trying to speak english with a good accent mm. is kind of harder to hear and understand more than a person whose like accent is like a totally japanese english you know but they're you know just trying to trying to communicate as much as possible like those kind of things so i think that as you mentioned like the enthusiasm there of like trying to communicate is much much more important but with that said actually our introduction will be up to here. yeah we'll, we'll we actually did but <laughs> again it's our first show you know it's a well kind of thing but i think you know there, there's a lot of topic that we could definitely talk about since we do have many experiences here and there so let's come back to a few of those kind of stuff uh, in the later future. Yeah, in the future. Um, so uh, with that said, yeah, uh, that's our introduction. I hope this kind of discussion kind of brought our personalities out here to kind of get the listeners to understand what kind of people we are. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, this will be the ending of our first episode of this podcast. Yeah, so, in the bag. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a very good discussion, actually. Um, I thought there was going to be more to talk about, more other things to talk about, but our introduction took a very good amount of time, which even we probably need more time to probably talk about. There's no such thing to talk about. But before that... As we mentioned, we want to rate this discussion, actually. So the five ratings are Everybody Cares, Some People Care, or uh, I Care, I Don't Care, uh, Nobody Cares. So, Christian, you want to rate it first? Nobody Cares. What? <laughs> Nobody Cares. It's our introduction. Care. Everybody has to care. Would you say that um, I have a very odd or special 
uh, upbringing. I, I I don't think so. Everyone's upbringing is different. So no, that's uh, true. That's true. You know, well, I'm I'm not I'm not special. Okay. Well, in, that, in in a sense that nobody knows us at this point, probably nobody cares about us. So, man, that's bleak. The way you make it sound like that sounds so bad. I'm really? sure I'm sure some people care. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll bump it up. <laughs> you change your topic. Some people care. Okay. Some people care. Not everyone, but some people cares a lot. Yeah. How about you? How about you? Where, where, where would you rank it? I was gonna rank it everybody cares since you know it is our first you know podcast and want to make it exciting as possible. But now it's I don't know. I, I guess it's more of some people care too in that sense. In the mid range. Okay. Just, okay. Yeah, I just made myself sad. But but that's it. All right. Yeah. Um, I would say yeah. Our first podcast discussion about introducing ourselves has been rated as some people cares. Yay! Clap 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 clap. All right. With that said, um, just wanted to from everyone thank you again so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, it's it is up in podcasts. But other than that, you could actually follow our Twitter account, which is going to be hey exclamation point. San. Uh, you could probably search that and we should be there. So uh, just search that and follow us there and we'll update any new episodes coming up. Uh, not only that, uh, if you want us to talk about some certain topics, just uh, comment us and just let us know. And I am also uploading this in YouTube uh, channel as well. So follow us there. Uh, it's it's going to be hey exclamation point San cares. Uh, that should be the channel name. So just follow us there and you should be able to find our podcast previous ones as well. And if you want to comment there for any discussions that we should do, just let us know as well. But that said, uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Uh, Christian. Yep. Yeah, all right. Thank you so much and goodbye. See ya. The background music has been brought to you by Dova Syndrome. <laughs>